I watch ESPN every morning. This is Sports Center. I make breakfast and then happily watch two grown men berate each other with aggressive and passionate commentary about the current sports landscape. Obi Toppin goes in an open court and does a between-the-leg dunk. The New York Knicks were down seven at the time. That pulled it to within five. But y'all ended up down by damn near 30. Wake the hell up! (laughs) Oh, man. Nothing beats a New York Knicks rant by Stephen A. Smith. I love it. But I also love it because I love to watch people enjoy their jobs. Just watching how much fun it looks like they're having doing what they would probably be doing at home anyway on TV while bringing home a check is just so cool to me. After I watch my sports shows, I usually pack up my stuff and head into work. I don't do what I would do at home anyway for my career yet, but I will soon. Soon is relative, by the way. Chances are you might not be working in your dream career yet either. So what do you do in the middle while you're building your vision? I have some thoughts, but I thought it would be better to call someone who's done it before. So I called ESPN. Thank you for calling ESPN. All calls are recorded for training and monitoring purposes. Hi, um... How do I speak with Stephen A. Smith? Uh, well, I could look and see if I have a line for him. Yes, uh, yeah, there's no more. There's no more phone number for him. Oh. I don't know how you would. Yeah, because I just, um, directory and they give me his name, and I know there used to be. And he must have got a lot of too busy lines. Too busy? Yeah, right? All right, well, uh, I'll give you a call back then. Thank you. Okay, you are. Wow, that actually got farther than I thought it would. (laughs) You're listening to the Build Your Vision podcast, a podcast series about maneuvering the ups and downs of building a life that you're proud of, captured in real time. A community where dreamers become doers and doers become world changers. Let's go. Since I work at a radio station, I have lots of connections with PR reps. And I got the opportunity to talk on the phone with a gentleman named Jason Romano. He was a producer at ESPN for 17 years and produced many of the channel's most popular shows, including lots of the ones I watch, like Sports Center, Mike and Mike in the Morning, and NFL Countdown. He recently left, wrote a book, and started his own internet sports show and podcast. And I got to ask him four great questions, and he had even four greater answers. Ask them, how do you find the motivation to perform at a high level no matter where you are in your story? How do you maintain a spirit of gratitude? How do you make an impact even when you're starting from the bottom? And how can you be a clear leader no matter what position you are in in life? So here's that conversation. I got to go to work. (laughs) Enjoy. You're going to be surprised at this, but I wasn't always happy when I was at ESPN. Now, yes, I got to... I, as I tell people, I got to play in the toy department of media every single day. You know, it's sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't take ourselves too, too seriously, although it is ESPN and you're, you're, you feel like you're working with the best of the best, so you need to raise your game up. But there were times where I had very difficult moments there, whether it was a difficult, you know, relationship with a boss or somebody above me, or I just wasn't enjoying the work. It wasn't too often, but there was that case. 
And trust me, I, there were moments I had throughout my 17 years where I thought, maybe I just need to leave. Maybe I need to go somewhere else where the grass is greener, or maybe there's a different opportunity, or maybe God will call me away. And so I had those moments. But it was really a moment in 2010 when I spent with Coach Tony Dungy, the, the legendary football mm-hmm. coach and Super Bowl winning coach, who you know, really showed me what it was like to bloom where you're planted and how to live your faith out in the workplace. And so I want to answer your question. I would say you're still called, especially if you're a follower of Christ, but even if you're not, you're still called to do good work. And so, yes, the situations, the circumstances, they might not be the best for you. And listen, if they're toxic or unhealthy, do the best you can to get out as quickly as you can if it's just affecting every part of your life. But if you're just not happy, but you're fine in terms of your life, and, and it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with looking for another job or looking for other opportunities, but until that other opportunity comes its way, you are to bloom where you're planted. You're supposed to be a light where you are. You're supposed to do great work and serve right where you are. Now, I've known people who've left ESPN and other jobs too, not just ESPN jobs, that, you know, their last week or two with the company, they just kind of coast and don't really close the book in a, in a good way. They just kind of coast and then they're out and they move on to what they think is the next great job. And that always reflected badly to me. You know, I always said, listen, go out on your last day like your Kobe Bryant in his last NBA game, mm-hmm. right? What did he do in his last NBA game? He scored 60 points. He dropped 60. <laughs> he dropped 60. <laughs> That's insane, right? I mean, he was 37 or whatever he was, and, you know, obviously we miss Kobe and it's terrible what happened to him, but he dropped 60 points in his last game. So he went out with a bang. And obviously we're not all Kobe and we're not playing on an NBA court, but we need to be great where we are, but also be diligent to see what other opportunities are out there. And that comes through building relationships and talking to other people and just seeing where the Lord might break, bring you and take you. But we are called to bloom where we're planted. We really are. It's hard, but that's, that's just, that's what I think is true success, right? You're honoring God with the work that you have, even if you're not quote unquote, enjoying it. And one thing that you you said um, that stuck out to me, really, I highlighted it as as a quote. It said, gratitude is the antidote to people's lack of presence. And I was like, whoa, that, that really hit me. But when it comes to practicing it, that's that's the thing where most people say, OK, that's that's great to hear. But how do I go about actually doing that? So uh, what would you what advice would you give about practicing gratitude on a daily basis? Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's more of a mindset than it is actually putting it into practice mm, okay. each day. Uh, it starts with that. It starts with waking up and understanding, listen, God gave you another day because each day is not promised to us. So. That's really the first thing I do when I wake up every morning is whether it's, you know, getting on my knees and thanking God or just getting up and walking and thanking him. I do. I say, thank you, Lord, for another day. Like, I just start with that. And then it's like, all right, what am I going to do today in that gratitude to, you know, make an impact or to just serve or to be called and present where I am? And so being grateful is definitely an attitude. You know, we talk about that attitude of gratitude. So it's mm-hmm. got to be a mindset first. And then it's understanding your situation. You know, you mentioned people who might not be happy in their job. Well, 
you might not be happy in your job, but you have a job. And there might be people right now, especially in a pandemic, that don't have a job that are hoping and want to have a job. And so really, if you look at it from that perspective, you're going to be grateful right away. You know, my wife and I were just talking about this a little while ago, and I went downstairs to talk to her, and I said, listen, I said, I'm just really grateful. I, I love the work I'm doing, so I'm grateful that I have a job that I actually like, but I'm just grateful that I have a job as well, knowing that there are many people right now who don't, and so that's difficult. Um, so I believe it's a mindset, first of all. And then putting it into practice meant, listen, putting it into practice on being grateful is the same way to put it into practice on being a great leader. It goes back to one word, and it's serving. When you take yourself out of the equation, you know, and the whining and the complaining that you might be doing because you're unhappy, and you just make it about other people and pleasing other people and serving other people, pleasing maybe isn't the right word, but serving them where they're at, because some people won't be pleased no matter how much you serve, mm -hmm. but serve them where they're at. And that takes yourself out of the equation. And I found more joy when I serve others than anything I've done or think I've done or accomplished on my own. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Yeah. And when you say that, I think of one of the, uh, the people that you mentioned in the book, uh, whose name was Tammy, I believe. Um, that yes. Worked in the cafeteria, correct? Yes. Yes. I love Tammy. Lead like Tammy. Lead like right. Tammy. Right. Hashtag lead like Tammy. Well, listen, Tammy was, was not the vice president. Tammy was not the person in charge of programming. She wasn't the head person. She was a cashier at the cafeteria. Mm -hmm. But Tammy, maybe even in the moments, and I've talked to Tammy about this, just saw her last week and was able to give her a copy of my book. I said, listen, you didn't always like your job, did you? Tammy was like, no, I didn't. I said, well, nobody would have ever known that because you were always so positive and so encouraging. And she said, well, it's my job and my feelings and how I feel. It's not my responsibility to bring everybody else that I come in contact with into that, you know, place. Mm -hmm. It's my job to serve. It's my job to love. It's my job to care and to make people smile. And so that's what I did. Even when I was having really bad days or struggling uh, and battling cancer, by the way, which she did, and she's two years cancer-free now. So you see these things, and you're like, all right, what was it, Tammy, that was making sense that was working? And she said it was just about being others-focused. And so I don't care if you're introverted, extroverted, if you're not bubbly and you're quiet, you can still serve. I mean, some of the best people I know are the quiet types who want to be behind the scenes. They don't want to have themselves out in the spotlight. But all they do is, all they want to do is make others smile, bring joy to other people. And that's how you do it, man. I mean, honestly, I mean, you, there's no, you don't have to be the extroverted, bubbly person to bring positivity into people's lives. You just need to serve and just be aware every day. I, I was talking to a guy earlier. He said, look at your hands every day, your two hands that you got, if you have two hands. And you wake up and you say, okay, how can I take these hands and serve others with them. And when you look at it that way, it really takes yourself out of the equation and it makes you think about how can I make others smile? How can I be Jesus to others right where they're at? Yeah. One thing that I, I did notice in the book and it was so good and then it was like the little uh, angels on both sides of you talking in your ear type of thing. Um, <laughs> you, you, had, you had the quote and I highlighted it as well. I, I had lots of quotes in there that, that I liked. 
Um, you said the second I perceive or the second my perceived performance starts to get me down is the second I know I need to open the word. And I was like, man, that's really good because we shouldn't let our performance dictate our emotions or how we feel about ourselves. Um, and that's great. But then the other side of me, I mean, I played basketball in high school. Uh, I played baseball as well. And the, the competitive athlete in me started to come out a little bit. I'm like, you know, if I were maybe who I was back then, I'd be like, that's something that losers say. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily think that or I would say, oh, I don't believe in participation trophies, which I still don't. But uh, yeah. when, some people might have that attitude about not looking at performance. What would you say about that? How can someone, uh, and especially as Christians, because we have to have this balance, how can someone show themselves grace but also push for excellence at the same time? Well, we're called to be excellent in what we do. I mean, Colossians 3 says it right there. Paul talks about being excellent in all that you do. And so we're called to do good work. That's a, that's the most important thing, or be be excellent. It doesn't mean we're always going to achieve it, but we should strive for that. Now, it doesn't say be perfect, because only God is perfect, but it says be excellent, and so strive for that. But at the same time, don't let your performance dictate your identity. And I struggle with that. I mean, it was eight, ten years into my journey at ESPN, I thought, man, I haven't reached where I want to go. Uh, you know, I was so focused on the next job, or the raise, or you know, the status of climbing the corporate ladder. And listen, I liked my job and I think I was okay at it, but to be so focused on that, really it goes back to the title of the book, The Uniform of Leadership. I was wearing the uniform backwards. You know, I'm, I'm called to be excellent at what I do, but I'm also called to be focused on how I can impact other people's lives, not my own. And so the uniform of leadership is the order that we want to sh and, and should live our lives. God first others second, ourselves third. You know, Jesus talked about the greatest commandments were to love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't say love your neighbor and not yourself. So it's important mm -hmm. to care about ourselves, and ourselves should fall into the equation, but the order is important here. Right. And for so many of us, when we're so focused on achievement and success and striving for approval, that's when we're wearing the uniform backwards, and that's where our identity gets messed up. You know, our identity should never, ever be found in what we do. And for many years, that's exactly what the case was for me. It was found in what I did. But Christ says, no, I, it's not about what you, what you did or what you've done. It's about what Christ has done. It's about who he calls you to be. And so once I figured that out, and with a lot of help from a lot of great people along the way, I went from being an ESPN producer who happened to be a Christian to being a Christian who happened to be an ESPN producer, a Christian who happened to be a husband, a Christian who happened to be a dad. And again, the order is important here. What I did didn't change, but who I was completely changed. I was a follower of Christ first, and then out of that flows everything else. You know, I am the vine and you are the branches. So the branches come out of the vine. What's the vine? The vine is Christ. And so for me, that identity is what helped me understand my true calling and my purpose at ESPN. And I wasn't caught up in achievement. Now, again, I was called to do excellent work, but I wasn't caught up in achievement or accomplishment. I was caught up in who Christ was 
And how can I go to work every day and be a light for other people, not just to serve myself or to you know, benefit myself? And in doing that, just being honest here, in doing that, that's when all the doors opened and that's when opportunity came and raises came and achievement came when I wasn't seeking it. And it was so amazing to me because I'd heard that before, but I never really witnessed it until I walked through that and I saw, oh yeah, this is what Jesus is talking about. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. I will make make straight your paths. You know, seek first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added to you. So I'm trying to focus on seeking him first. And whatever comes after that is what comes. Hey, I'm off from work. About to go home and eat some. I'm starving. Hope you enjoyed the interview. If you want to check out the book that we were referring to, it's called Uniform of Leadership. It is found wherever books are sold. Or you can just go down to the show notes where there will be a link there. All right. Talk to you all in the next one. Big thanks to Jason Romano for being a guest on today's show. And the guy that works at ESPN. I appreciate you, bro. Executive production done by Cleavon Davis. Music, Cleavon Davis and Christian Hernandez. Hey guys, Clee here. Thanks so much for listening to the Build Your Vision podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would think you did if you stayed all the way to the end. The best thing that you could do to help support this show is by sharing it with somebody. By you just taking a few seconds to recommend this show to somebody, you are making a huge impact, not only on the success of this show, but possibly on that person's life.